Welcome to the weekly podcast of Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Reverend Odette Lockwood-Stewart, pastor of Epworth United Methodist Church, spoke on Sunday, July 4, 2010. Her sermon was titled, Interdependence Day. We go in small steps with open hearts and empty hands, trusting in God's grace. The lectionary reading is Psalm 30 and Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 11. Today is Independence Day. Today this nation celebrates ideals of freedom and liberation. Rooted in the history of 13 colonies declaring their independence from British imperial rule 234 years ago, we affirm not only freedom from external domination, but freedom for the health, welfare, freedom, and happiness of all persons, all human beings, endowed by God. There is no true freedom in independence that is not at the same time powerfully interdependent. Freedom from tyranny does not mean going it alone. Freedom for peace and justice and the common good does not mean going it alone. The gospel we proclaim speaks of abundant life for all people that is interdependent and relational and can only be fully understood by living it. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus sent 70 of his followers out to every town and place to prepare his way and to do his work of healing and caring as signs of the nearness of God. Jesus did not send anyone out alone. He sent them in pairs, two by two. Each person had a companion, but very little else. They were sent out with open hearts and empty hands. You see, they had to rely on the hospitality and care of the strangers they were being sent out to serve. Relationship with each other, with strangers, with God was the medium of their message. Imagine, imagine going away for a weekend, let alone going to every town and every place. No money, not even something to hold money in, in case you got some money. No luggage, no sandals, no cell phones, no distractions on the road. Jesus told them that they would be rejected, but that all they were responsible for was their work, their lives. Jesus told them that there would be dangers and risks, but he gave them no armor or protection. Lambs sent out amidst wolves without protection. They were sent forth with peace. They were sent out into the world, into every town and place, to be vulnerable, 
gospel message embodied in relationships. Now, next Sunday at the end of worship, we are going to send forth our third team. Is that right, Lloyd? Our third team? Yeah, and I don't count well, so it's either third or fourth (laughs) team to Nueva Guinea, Nicaragua. Lloyd and Annette and Connie and Judy and Aaron and Graham and Susan and Katie. We are going to send them forth, and they will go each as individuals with unique gifts, but also as part of a team of companions to travel with. And I could be wrong, but I'm going to guess that they will bring some luggage. (laughs) And they'll probably even bring some money. Is that right? Okay. But they will also have to rely on the welcome and the hospitality of strangers that they are being sent to know and serve. Now, our mission team is very difficult to understand because we don't necessarily build things or repair things. We're not all that useful in some ways. <laughs> and when, we, when I went down with the um, first team with Lloyd and people were trying to understand, so you're from a church, right? Yes. And you're not trying to get us to say something or believe something? Nope. And you're about relationship? Yep. And you want to be in relationship for a long time? Yep. It took a while for it to sink in. And it took a while for us to be comfortable talking about that this is a mission team. Our mission is right relationship with our neighbors in a country where our nation has not had right relationship over the many, many years. And and it's a stance of humility, but also seeking to be of service. And so we find ways to be of service. And members of the team, I remember Christina saying, I have nothing to offer. (laughs) I don't know what I can do to help. And yet she brought flip cameras, and she got them telling their own stories of their, their community, and was a wonderful resource, but also learned a lot. That's what I love about Jesus' instructions to the 70 and to the 12, to come with open hearts and empty hands. That's not comfortable for us as North Americans, to come with empty hands, ready to learn, ready to serve, but not having all the answers, not controlling exactly what will happen when. And one of the delightful little verses in this text that I love is where Jesus says, in two different ways, eat exactly what's put in front of you. That's not an easy thing for us to do. And I think that's a perfect example. I know in 1973, when I was in college, I went on a mission study team with other young adults to Chile. And um, it was so powerful to me in so many ways and changed me in so many ways. But I had to go thinking I was going to build something or do something or teach songs or do something. I had to feel like I was going to be useful in order to sign up for the trip. So if you need that to sign up for a trip, go ahead, feel that, claim that. But I can guarantee you that when we engage in these exciting and vulnerable adventures of creative dislocation, we will be more changed. We will be more changed and our community will be more changed. When I was with the Mapuche Indian community in Chile on that trip, and I was all by myself and very afraid, first trip I had been on like that, Um, and everybody was divided up in houses, there was a family that 
served me the head of the chicken. And I have to say, that wasn't on my list of things to eat. <laughs> but it was an honor to receive it. And it meant a lot. And it changed me in consuming it. It changed me in being willing to receive their hospitality and to honor that and to know that who is host and guest when God's involved is a very mysterious combination. Whether we are in Nicaragua or on a Sierra Service project trip or in New Orleans or in the Bay Area or in this community, in body and soul, in common work as, and as we are sent forth every Sunday into our daily lives, we go poco a poco, little by little, small steps with open hearts and empty hands and trusting in God's grace. We are changed and we bring change because we know that interdependence is a sign of the kingdom of God. We take for granted our global interdependence, whether we like it or not, whether we acknowledge it or not. The ongoing and growing devastation of the April 20th oil disaster on the ocean floor in the Gulf of Mexico has evoked outrage centered on the responsibility of British petroleum, gushing millions of gal gallons of oil every day. There are still 2.1 billion gallons of oil in that well, in that reserve. And BP is responsible, but they were basically doing what we have asked them to do. The Bloomberg report last week wrote about the potential bankruptcy of British Petroleum if cleanup costs and reparations approach the 100 billion mark, which seems quite possible. They said, until the Deepwater Horizon accident, BP's Gulf activities were viewed by the United States government as a big plus for the U.S. energy security interests. Since the mid-1990s, the British company has been the leader in Gulf exploration, pushing into deeper water, drilling farther into the earth. Its projects were key to the 7% growth in production of the U.S. achieved last year year after 18 years of downturn. BP's skill at negotiating access to new energy resources, especially in strategically important regions, has also served U.S. interests. As one Middle East scholar observed, BP was bold in going in first and opening up the way for the rest of them. In 2007, BP signed an agreement with the investment arm of the Libyan government to explore for gas along an offshore tract the size of Belgium. The way we live our lives, the policies we support, place a burden upon the Earth's natural resources that the Earth cannot sustain. The politically popular goal of na national energy independence obliterates our view of another goal, a goal of nurturing sustainable life for all in an inevitably interrelated and interdependent world, an interrelated and interdependent creation. As John Wesley put it, and as is printed on your order of service, the Bible knows nothing 
of solitary religion. That means that the practice of interdependence is a central element of faith, not an afterthought when it is convenient or expedient. We are sent out to invest in and harvest the gifts of right relationship. UCLA sociology professor Warren Schmidt wrote a parable titled, Is It Always Right to Be Right? He wrote this at the height of the Vietnam War, at a time in this nation's history when divisions seem deepest, gaps widest, between generations and races and classes. He posed as a first step toward a more hopeful future, what he called a declaration of interdependence. It said simply, all people are created equal, but each develops in a unique way. All people are endowed with certain inalienable rights, but each must assume certain inevitable responsibilities. For the happiness of all depends on the commitment of each to support equality and difference, rights and responsibilities for all. This morning, we come to Christ's table to celebrate our interdependence. We come to share the hospitality of God. Open-hearted, empty-handed, all are welcome. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast of Upper United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Worship services are Sunday at 10 a.m. at 1953 Hopkins Street in Berkeley. Child care is provided during worship. Visit our website at www.epworthberkeley.org. Oh, oh, oh.